Hey everybody, this is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com and this is another episode of my podcast. And in what I want to talk about today is unintended consequences. Now, what are unintended consequences? This is generally when a policy that, whether you agree with it or disagree with it, a policy just doesn't do its intended thing, okay? So you intend to, um, you know, pay farmers so that way they don't go out of business to build X, Unintended consequences is you create um, a dependency on a particular crop or dependency on the policy. Um, other other types of unintended consequences are like opportunity costs, you know, the crops that they didn't grow because you subsidize a particular crop. These are what's called unintended consequences. The idea that you didn't intend for this to happen, but because you did the thing, even if you accomplished the thing you set out to do, you caused these side things you didn't want to happen. Okay, so again, it's not about whether you agree or disagree with a particular issue or a particular policy. It's just policies have unintended consequences. And when I want to talk about the unintended consequences of like abortion bans, like things that you can kind of expect uh, in the way that abortion bans in certain states here in the United States have are playing out and in kind of like what I would, what you're already seeing and what I would predict you will see down the road, possibly. Okay. So first thing, like right off the bat, like most of these bans, the way they work is generally like they're a ban. I, I think pretty much all of them have at least have an exception for life of the mother. They may have an exception for rape, depending on the state. But that's generally like it for the like the really, really like, you know, hardcore all out bans, which I think is in like 13 states, um, which isn't an insignificant number. Now, what's happened we've seen is an issue with ectopic pregnancies. Okay, so an issue with an, an ectopic pregnancy, if you're not familiar with this, if I, if I remember it correctly, it's it's a pregnancy where basically the, the, the egg, so basically what happens generally, like you, you conceive and then the egg goes and gets implanted in um, the ovaries and then it begins to gestate. So what happens is that the egg kind of landed somewhere else. The problem is if it lands somewhere else, the pregnancy isn't going to be viable. Like that, the baby's not going to live through the pregnancy. Um, but oftentimes what happens is like the baby's like, it, it can present risks to the mother's life, possibly. Um, I don't think it's a certainty. So it's not a certainty that a ectopic pregnancy will kill you, but it's not viable and it may kill you. So the problem has happened is that basically there is an exception to, term to terminate the pregnancy if it's the life of the mother. Question is, has been, the legal question is like, was well, an ectopic pregnancy sort of fall under that bandwagon in a sense? So what's happened, and again, because this is like this whole ban, these bans have only occurred two weeks ago. So basically, this is just sort of the, what happens when you have a new policy, there's all these edge cases that people did not intend, which is generally why I believe like policy should get less involved as possible, because no policy ever perfectly ex can plan for every possible edge case, and you have these kind of really stupid situations. So again, because while I don't think anyone would, I think that, hey, terminating an ectopic pregnancy is, is controversial because again the pregnancy is not viable and presents risks to the mother's life it's not a immediate risk in the sense that like it's not a certainty that if action is not taken the mother will die until you get to a certain point so essentially what doctors have done to protect themselves legally so that way you know the states don't come down and enforce these bans on them is that they've kind of waited till the, the mother's already kind of in the state where like action has to be taken okay which is frankly stupid 
um, considering that the pregnancy wasn't viable in the first place. So, you know, main takeaway is there should be an explicit exception for viability of the pregnancy um, or uh, like, you know, removing a fetus from a miscarriage. Like there's these like edge cases that are like someone with enforcement power could construe as an abortion. Because again, the issue here is that this has to be enforced by actual people. So there's gonna be people of the federal government who are gonna be in charge of enforcing these laws. And it's gonna be up to their discretion whether they feel like it's something is worth prosecuting. So you could end up having some really overzealous person who's like, you know, uh, removing a fetus after a miscarriage or, or you know, uh, terminating an ectopic pregnancy too early may to them may still constitute like a violation of the ban and may decide to press charges. Like, again, it just depends on who and you can imagine, like, you know, if you have this really, you get sort of like the most ardent, uh, radical pro-life person, sort of like, as governor, you can end up with sort of like an abortion czar that's like little over the top. You can imagine that scenario, and you can also imagine the scenario where suddenly, like, a very progressive person becomes the governor and they just choose not to enforce the law. Um, you know, that's that's a thing. Okay, so these are these are the ranges. So again, there's like, and that's always the thing. Like, just just because the law doesn't necessarily mean uh, there's all sorts of issues with enforcement, and that's like the other thing. Like now you have to enforce this law for those states, and that's going to cost money because you have to actually have to have, people actually have to you know, uh, you're not made targeting mothers for enforcement, so you're not made targeting the mother for enforcement, but you're targeting pretty much anyone else that's in the in the in the circle that was that was knowing or involved in the termination of a pregnancy that doesn't fit one of the exceptions. Um, so that means you have to spend, first you need like police resources to actually go like investigate and get warrants and arrest people. Okay, then you need to have attorney, you know, people who work with the DA office to build a case and whatnot. These are resources that could be used to, you know, deal with like actual like rapists, murderers, things, you know, much, much more sort of vile things um, than let's say someone who, you know, terminated an ectopic pregnancy too early. But the problem is now you have you're gonna have this cost. So states have to fit and the thing generally most of the states that are implementing this policy are gonna be a lot of the states with the least amount of taxes, which is not a problem for me, um, but also sort of the least amount of revenue. So they're increasing this revenue and these are also states with generally, you know, poor education outcomes and a lot of other sort of like problem problematic health outcomes and you know high rates of teen pregnancy and whatnot. So there's a lot of other things that can be a have a demand on resources. Again, not necessarily that I think government should be in charge of everything. Actually, I generally think they should be charged very little. Um, but the idea is that, you know, if resources wouldn't be expended, just probably other things that, that could use those resources. So you're going to have this sort of one strain on resources in those states, uh, distraction of enforcement power. So that means like, you know, they can either hire a lot more cops and, and lawyers or overstretch the ones that they have, which means deprioritize other things going on in those states. Um, so these are all potential issues, okay? And if they decide to hire more, that means like tax rises. So I mean, and that just seems like double tragic, you know, in the sense where, you know, you have this sort of very, um, what can be an overly intrusive policy, because again, a lot of these things are kind of, you know, it's not like, an abortion is not something that anyone involved is going to report okay because it's not like a murder someone like you know someone kills someone i care about i'm gonna go report the murder 
uh, someone sees a murder, they're going to go report the murder. You know, someone just shoots someone out in the street. But generally, like, you know, someone is providing a termination of a pregnancy. Someone requests a termination of the pregnancy. Everyone involved sort of chose to be in that situation. None of them are reported. So the only way to kind of really find out about it is to kind of have an investigative process or to encourage, you know, your neighbors to, 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 to basically become spies. And also not really good for just sort of like communal culture and community culture if basically you become paranoid that your entire community is spying on you. So these are all sort of like unintended consequences because of the cultural shifts of what happens. So like you may like agree with the fundamental idea you want less to no abortions, but again, there's these costs uh, that come along with that. Um, and then on top of that, then you're going to have, so things I would expect to happen is that you're probably going to have some situation eventually where someone crosses state lines to have an abortion. There's an enforcement action. The enforcement action gets appealed up to the Supreme Court. And then it's going to come down to the issue of the interstate commerce clause, where basically stuff that happens across state lines generally does fall into the federal government's jurisdiction according to the enumerated powers of the Constitution. You know, basically, the federal government does have a rule to... So this becomes like sort of an... So this becomes an issue like, can a state regulate interstate commerce? This comes down to... This would come down to the Wickard v. Filburn decision um, that would probably allow it, but is also a decision that conservatives generally think was a bad Supreme Court decision so you end up with a situation where they have a choice to overturn or reaffirm Wickard v. Filburn. Um, and then overturning Wickard v. Filburn would would um, basically, one, limit government power, quite federal government power quite a bit, which I'd be approval of. Um, but then that would also mean you'd be protect, protecting um, cross-state abortion, people traveling across state lines for abortion. So, like, that's going to be an interesting situation that I imagine the Supreme Court is going to have to tackle because it would be really a clear conflict between sort of like a lot of their um, constitutional originalist understanding of the Constitution versus sort of like their maybe their personal views on abortion. So, I'm, I'm expecting that to come up at some point. Might not be for a few years. Um, and uh, other interesting consequences um i knew there was a few more that i had thought of the bottom line is just like it's going to create a really really weird situation people are like people focus on like the wrong things but in the sense like your rights are different from state to state uh, well that was kind of like that that's still the case even if it's not abortion like there's things you can't buy in certain states uh there's things you can't do in certain states um like what you have the ability to do does differ from state to state um what shouldn't change is your ability to travel between states to make the choices that you want okay and that, again that this is the purpose of the interstate commerce clause to prevent states from creating basically walled gardens saying hey you have to listen to us and you can't leave the state and listen to us which is again why i think that will come up and then that will bring into contention the wicked v filburn decision which you know, kind of gave states a little bit more power to prevent interstate commerce. Um, yeah, so those are my thoughts in the immediate span. But bottom line, like things that take away, like what's going to happen in the short run, you're going to have a bunch of educations, like this whole ectopic pregnancy situation, and you're probably going to see like executive orders to say, okay, yeah, that's that's an exception, that's an exception, that's an exception. 
and then people are going to start realizing how complex the issue actually really is and like the circumstances uh that happen that 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 come up that people you know people look at this as a very sort of black and white issue and don't realize like hey there there are some very uh particular situations um that don't necessarily fall around uh, fall into or may be are gray areas within the traditional sort of exceptions that people need to think of i think Terminating an unviable pregnancy should be an explicit uh, exception, regardless of what your thoughts on the fundamental issue is. So I expect that to probably start being added to the table quite soon. Because, um, but um, yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say. Again, uh, feel free to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and uh, I'll keep sharing my thoughts as I have them. So you have a great day and enjoy.